ticket. Guys, Simply Earth's Essential Oil Recipes box makes it easy to master essential oils at over $150 in value. You're going to get four full-size essential oils and all the ingredients you need to make six natural recipes, all for just $39 when you subscribe. Do you want to live a healthier life? Do you want the air in your home, or in my case, our tour bus, to be toxin-free? The answer is yes. Now, this is an amazing company, and here's why. Not just because of 100% pure and natural Simply Earth ingredients delivered straight to your door, but because these are essential oils that change the world, and here's how. 13% of their profits go to help end human trafficking. I'm going to say that again. 13% of their profits go to help end human trafficking. So when you get your essential oils from another company, well, you're going to get essential oils regardless. If you're like the West family, we want to get it from a company that wants to be a part of a cause greater than just profit. And that's what Simply Earth is about. We want to help end human trafficking. I hope you do too. These are the purest oils on earth. Like I said, 100% pure. There are no synthetics, no fillers in these oils. They're tested to be 100% pure with no additives, only the good stuff. These recipes work, too. Every single recipe is created and tested by AHA-certified aromatherapists. You won't get a recipe unless they love it. So here's how it works. You get 100% pure and natural Simply Earth ingredients delivered to your door. You follow the fun recipes in your Simply Earth essential oil recipe box to make products that you know will work because they're created and tested by certified aromatherapists. And you get to enjoy a home free of toxins. So go to simplyearth.com slash West. Use the code West to get a free $20 gift card with your first recipe box. When you subscribe today, that's simplyearth.com slash West. Get a $20 gift card with your first recipe box when you use the code West and subscribe today. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of my podcast, the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and as always, I really hope you like it. How you doing today? I hope you're hanging in there. I just want to start by saying what's been front and center in my mind and in my heart over these last several weeks is just watching pretty speechless, being left speechless by what I'm watching uh, take place in Ukraine. And I know that you're right there with me, and I hope you're joining me in praying for um, just a miraculous turn of events there, for a wave of peace, and for somehow, some way, for some healing to take place, just seeing what all the people evacuating, uh, the loss of life, the violence, the war, it's just... um, Lord, we need your help. We need you. And uh, we know that God is in control and we have to rest in that. But I hope you're joining me in praying for Ukraine right now. I know the West family is just watching it and feeling helpless, but uh, we're praying. And that means we are never helpless because there is power in prayer. So just wanted to start off by saying that today. Excited for today's show. Listen, there's so much bad news in the world. I hope that when you click play on this podcast, that not that it's an escape from the bad news in the world, but but maybe it's just a breath of fresh air and just a reminder that in the midst of all the bad news, God is alive. God is real. He's powerful. He's at work. His timing is perfect. And there is always hope. And so I believe today is going to be a hope filled episode. And I am so glad you joined me because I'm excited about today's guest. Before I tell you about our guest today, I just want to make sure that you remember we are getting ready to head back on the road for the second run of the brand new tour. My special guest is um, two special guests, actually, Hannah Kerr and Jordan Felice joining me on this first few weeks of the tour. And then my friends Kane are going to be joining me for the rest of the tour. So go to brandnewtour.com, brandnewtour.com, get your tickets. We're running low on tickets for the VIP experience specifically. Now, that's where I sort of bring the podcast experience to you on the stage and get to do a little acoustic concert, and that is such an awesome time. So be sure to check that out before those are sold out. Go to brandnewtour.com. All right, let's get into today's show. My guest today is one of my favorite people. I've been ministered to by his teaching from a distance. We've crossed paths several times um, through the music industry, 
And uh, he's the pastor of Passion City Church. He's the original visionary behind the Passion Movement, which exists to call a generation to leverage their lives for the fame of Jesus. Since 97, Passion has gathered college-aged young people in events across the U.S. and around the world. He's not just reaching college students, though. He pours into fellow pastors. Uh, He's the pastor of a church, of course. Um, He reaches parents and adults around the world. And over the last several years, he's begun creating these really cool children's books, these series of children's devotional uh, called Indescribable Kids. And he just released a new book in that series called The Wonder of Creation, 100 More Devotions About God and Science. Uh, Just an awesome awesome tool for parents to help guide their kids through the journey of uh, really discovering the wonder of creation and the wonder of our creator. So uh, I'm really excited to talk to him about all that stuff. Let's go to the story house with my friend, Louis Giglio. Pastor Louis Giglio, what is my life? What is my life that I get to uh, hang out with you for a few minutes today on this podcast? Thanks for joining the Matthew West podcast today. Matthew West, man, what what can you say? Um, musician, singer, host extraordinaire, uh, podcast leader, author. Um, it's great just being able to see your face today, honestly, and thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. Likewise, it's great to see you. I've, I've been an admirer of your your preaching, your teaching, your writing from afar, and we rarely had the chance to see our paths cross, usually at an award show. Or I want to start off by asking, on a scale of 9 to 10, how genius do you think the name of my podcast is, the Matthew S. I mean, I mean, were you blown away? Is that one of the reasons why you said, I want to be a guest on that show? Was it the name alone? Listen, I already was on my list um, when uh, we, in fact, when, the reason why I wrote this kids devotional was hoping that it would land me on the Matthew West podcast. Well, I, I just hope to be another little moment, a God wink, if you will, that uh, he's hearing your prayer. And dreams do come true. Uh, Speaking of this new devotional, The Wonder of Creation, it's 100 More Devotions. Now, I loved the subtitle. It's 100 More Devotions because people need to know uh, that you have created, and and a lot of people know because you've already sold. Did you know that you've already sold 900,000 copies of these children's devotionals that you've put out over the years? That is unbelievable. It's some would say indescribable. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I couldn't resist. But it's incredible, Louie. I want to talk about the why of these children's devotionals. Of course, you've written some amazing best-selling books as well. You're a pastor at Passion City Church. You've, you know, God breathed the inspiration through you and Shelly uh, to launch the Passion Conferences. I mean, just amazing things left and right, 24-7. God's using your platform in a powerful way. But here you are celebrating, just recently released The Wonder of Creation, this awesome children's devotional. I thought a good place to start in understanding why you are so passionate about these children's devotionals is by asking you a question about your own childhood. Now, every uh, listener of this podcast knows about one question that I ask to every guest, and that is, what's your blue couch story? And they know that what I mean by that is a moment where God became real to you, where he knocked at the door of your heart and you first said yes. For me, it was sitting on a blue couch listening to a Billy Graham crusade. And so can you take us back to a moment before Louis Giglio was this world-renowned pastor and speaker uh, reaching a lost and hurting world with the message of hope in Jesus, where that message of hope in Jesus first hit your heart? Yeah, I grew up in a really uh, great church here in Atlanta. And, you know, Matthew, I was fortunate, like a lot of people to hear about Jesus from day one. My mom was a saint and was a true follower of Jesus, and I had that as a role model from my earliest memory. But 11 years old, sitting at First Baptist Church, downtown Atlanta. It's a big uh, office building right now where that church used to be 11 years old. And in those days, you walked down the aisle and shook the pastor's hand and said, I want to put my faith in Jesus. And it was as real as real when I was 11. And that was old school. You put your faith in Jesus in the morning. You got baptized in the evening. (laughs) Um, They weren't messing around. (laughs) And um, But, you know, Matthew, my blue couch moment came about 10 years later, uh, almost when I was a freshman at Georgia State here in Atlanta. And I had managed to survive high school by uh, riding the fence somehow. And I was one guy at school and a different guy at church because I went to church downtown and not there wasn't much crossover, so I could kind of live in two worlds. 
and went to Georgia State, freshman, went to a frat party. I was sitting out on a curb that night and a guy trying to convince me and my friend Andy Stanley, hey, you guys can, you know, not drink and still be in our fraternity. And we really want guys like you. And I just knew, Matthew, that night uh, more than I did when I was 11, that there are two paths. And one of them is my way and one of them is the way of Jesus. And I went home that night. We lived in a modest apartment in Smyrna, Georgia. And somewhere around two or three in the morning, I knelt down by my bed in my bedroom and I just said, Jesus, I have been trying to go two ways, but tonight I want to decide to go your way and I'm going to be on your path. And the phone rang the next day was when you had to go pick it up off the wall. And it was a guy saying, hey, we just posted our bids and your name's on the list. And this is no knock on fraternity or sorority. God uh, uses them in amazing ways. And I, I love the way that God uses them and can use them to bring real life to campuses. Uh, but I just said to the guy on the phone, hey, thank you so much. But I thought about it last night and I think God has something else for my life. And I don't know for sure I got saved that night, uh, but I know for sure I was saved after that night. And that's when I decided to follow Jesus. I had the chance to join a fraternity, but I knew that would be the end of me. No offense to fraternities, like you said, but I knew me and, <laughs> and I chose that other. Yeah, you know, that's what I always <laughs> want to say, because, you know, Shelly and I spent 10 years on a college campus uh, loving students every day. Right. The girl who actually breathed the vision for that and a lot of what's happened with passion was a tridel at Baylor University, one of the godliest people I've ever met. And I, it wasn't about the fraternity. It was about the fact that I was already a wreck and I was already struggling. And if I had gotten in that environment, I would have sunk in a hurry. And I really encourage people, if it's God's mission for their life, to be in a fraternity or sorority because it's an incredible place to use as a springboard to have great influence on a campus, if that's God's mission for why you're there in the first place. Well, it's powerful to think that that was such a pivotal time where you chose God's path for your life and, and his plan for your life. And then years later, you're launching these passion conferences, which I have, a, I, I didn't plan for today to be a time of confession, but I have to confess, I think I'm the only, I'm the only uh, American citizen who has not attended a passion conference. And every year I see these amazing videos and pictures and highlights and everybody's so fired up. And I think, what have I done? I question all of my life's decisions that I've not yet attended a passion conference, but um, I want to take my, now I'm at the age where like I could take my daughters and I just think it's so cool though, how you're, how you've had such an impact specifically on that college age audience. You know, I would ask you then going back to the children's devotionals, let's talk about the why where did you come up with this idea and why were you passionate about taking that message to an even younger audience before they reach that college age? Well, you know, the whole indescribable thing, um, I don't I don't know if anybody listening really remembers that, but it came out as a message that was about the bigness of the universe. And then there was a follow-up one about the glory of God and the human body. And I'm telling you, Matthew, it was kind of before the digital revolution that we're all in right now. But these two messages, and they came from God. I didn't really sit down one day and go, I'm going to create two amazing messages that are going to travel around the world. It was just my own love of astronomy more than anything. And I loved it because it created, you know, you're a worshiper and a worship leader. I mean, I know you're an artist, but I also know you and I know that you're a worshiper at heart. And nothing has created worship in me more than the cosmos. And when David wrote, the heavens are telling the glory of God, he wasn't kidding. Um, their expanse declares the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. There's no place on earth where their voices are not heard. And when I started kind of looking up and out into the cosmos, it blew my mind. These talks came together. And where they got started, Matthew, is pretty crazy. Uh, before they congealed, if you will, I was at these uh, summer camps, which you and I did a lot of in our lifetime. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um in the morning session, when the kids are kind of sleepy, you're looking as a speaker for an angle. You know, you got 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. and you want people to take a step and not just fall out of the chair. 
And I was at a camp in Durango, Colorado, and I was just using three different galaxy photos every morning and then trying to connect it to a spiritual principle. And these kids, middle school kids and high school kids were taking out their sidekicks or whatever phones they right, had right. back then and taking photographs of the pictures on the screen. And I'm like, I'm on to something right now. And I knew how it spoke to me. Now I'm seeing it speak to a 13, 14, 15-year-old. The talks took off around the world. And then we ended up planning a church. And I didn't really see that coming. But all of a sudden now I'm walking through, you know, a bloom hallway with kids in, in cribs. And I'm walking through Passion Kids. And I'm like, how can we bring this down one more layer? And we worked on it for a while, a few ideas that didn't percolate. I didn't really know how to write a kid's book. And finally, God put a really great team around me, honestly. And they said, hey, let's put this into a devotion and not try to take the message and translate it to the kids. Let's put it in a daily devotion where they can learn something about the world, learn something about creation, right. learn that God is incredible, and then learn a spiritual value that they can carry with them through the day. And we did Indescribable. And once again, it just went berserk. And I'm telling you, there's no explanation for it. I am like you going, wow. And so I just think God somehow has breathed on it. And the best part of it, Matthew, is that hopefully it's tearing down that wall that kind of somehow got built between science and faith, where you either had to be in science or you had to be into faith, but you surely couldn't do both. And I want kids to know early on that God's not afraid of science, that he created everything that it is. And maybe I can't answer every question. And certainly these kids' devotionals aren't the apologetic to answer every question about science and biochemistry and genetics and anything else that you could think of. But what they're letting kids know is God isn't afraid of science because he created everything that exists. And moreover, he created me. And that's pretty epic and pretty awesome. And so we've just um, decided we give it another world because people kept saying, hey, the hundred were great, but we're done. We We've want hundred more. Five times by now. So we did How Great Is Our God? And it had that same thing. So I don't think it's an indefinite series, but um, we did want to do one more. And the wonder of creation is uh, it came out really amazing. Our illustrator is phenomenal. My co-writer is incredible. My team around me, some of them sitting in the room right now, just in the editing and the whole process. This is a team event. And um, I really am grateful to see God using it to touch not just the kids, but I'm hearing from the parents too. Yeah. Well, I love how you're, what you're describing that when, when you put God at the beginning, right, the alpha and the omega, then that topic of science, the fear of that or fear of the approach of that is gone because we know who the creator of all life is. And, and I remember experiencing your message that you talked about for the first time too. And just, I had never met you, but just being blown away by how God inspired you um, to speak on such a level. And so it wasn't a surprise to me. You're right though. That was kind of the beginning of things going viral before we knew how to describe things going viral. And so it's awesome to see how it's still impacting so many lives. Speaking of this series, there are four main subjects. Can you unpack what the four main subjects of each of these devotionals is? Yeah, well, we're talking about the human body. So there's all kind of factual learn about that. We talk about uh, the cosmos. So you'll hear things about astronomy. We talk about plants. And so we definitely want you to learn something about that. And then we talk about animals as well. And so there's a little something in there for everybody. Um, and there's funny stuff. There's quirky stuff. There's, you know, you'll be amazed, little facts. But the takeaway every day is the same. And it's understanding that Kids, even at the age of these these books, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, are anxious. Uh, they're fearful. Uh, they're nervous about life. And um, I like that every day. The the takeaway is God's with you. Come on, uh, God's got a plan for you. Uh, don't be afraid. Um, and that's kind of the beauty of it all. There's a, a weight and a responsibility, but what a joy to think about the picture or an image of a mom or a dad or both sitting down with their kiddo at night and opening this book that, you know, your friend beautifully illustrated that you and your co-author put together. I mean, just picturing kind of being invited into that moment 
what, what does that feel like to know? And have you heard from families how these moments and these devotionals have really helped teach their kids about God and, and creation? Yeah, it's so crazy. Right before the holidays, I was in the Netherlands for a minute speaking at this big nationwide event. And Matthew, this was, you've had these moments, you've had, you know, 10,000 or 50,000 of these moments in life where you've been at a show in the middle of Ohio somewhere and a family comes up to you in a meet and greet line or they catch you in the seams and they say something to you that, you know, you just don't see coming. Like when our mom got cancer, it was your song that carried us through. And, you know, none of you and you nor I have fully known what to do with that all of our lives, except to walk away and go, what, what is life? You know, what, what is this life, God, that you've given us the privilege of, of being carriers of hope to people? And I show up at this place outside Amsterdam, and it's the first event they've done in the Netherlands since COVID. So the guy's taken a huge risk. Maybe there's 1,500 people at this conference that maybe normally would have 5,000. Amazing guy. And I'm there speaking on depression, okay? So <laughs> they've asked me to speak on suicide because people are taking their lives left and right oh, across man. the Netherlands and across the world. So I'm going to give this talk, don't give the enemy a seat at your table, and I'm going to give this talk, it's okay not to be okay. I talk about my struggle with depression, anxiety, and I'm expecting, you know, adults and <laughs> the thing. And so we get there, show up to this conference center, and all of a sudden, there's all these kids there, and they all are holding their indescribable books wow. in Dutch because the books are in, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 languages. And they all heard about the conference, knew that I was speaking at it, and made their moms and dads come wow. to it. Wow. And wow. all of a sudden, for a minute, I thought, it's a Taylor Swift concert, you know, or <laughs> something amazing. similar. <laughs> these, That's amazing. You know, 14 and 13-year-old girls with their parents that oh, had to drive great. them here. And the kids are just standing there like, and story after story was, man, every night, this is what we do. This is our favorite thing. This is my favorite devotion. This is, you know, become a part of our rhythm. And I just did not see that coming. I was not prepared to fly to the Netherlands and have Dutch kids walking up to Unbelievable. me. Unbelievable. Knowing that this is a part of their daily routine. And then I, I walked away, Matthew, and I thought, this thing is in Mandarin. It's in Indonesian. It's in, you know, name a language. And is this happening like all over earth right now? But the best stories I've heard, and I referenced it a second ago, are the parents. And um, I've seen it happen personally at some friend's house here where when I wrote Indescribable, um, one of their sons was seven, and I'm real close to him. And so I took a book over and signed it for him and put his name in the little thing, you know, to Carson from Louis and the date. And he looked at it for a while, but he had a teenage brother who was like, oh, that's cute. That's cool. You know, that's cool. And as soon as we all went in the other room, the teenage brother went over, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye, and he started reading the book and looking through the book. And so that happens, but more than more often than not, a parent will say, man, God just spoke to me because what parent doesn't need that little nugget of hope, faith, encouragement oh, gosh, that's at yeah. the end of this? And so, you know, they're seeing their kid be encouraged, but I think the parents are walking away being encouraged. And it's like you, you know, you doing trigonometry or algebra two with your kids or whatever the math is. And you're like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. you know? It's like most of us adults are reading the book going, you know, I didn't know why flamingos were pink or yes, I didn't yeah. know the whatever, whatever. And I'm learning something too. Yeah. So it works on every angle. Well, that word trigonometry is the exact reason why we stopped homeschooling our kids, you know? <laughs> Guys, I want to tell you about a really great podcast. I know what you're thinking. Well, Matthew, there is no other podcast other than the Matthew West podcast. Well, first of all, thank you for your 
for your uh, singular devotion to my show. But yes, there are other podcasts and some really great ones that can speak into your life about specific topics. And specifically, I'm talking about the Be The Bridge podcast. It's hosted by Latasha Morrison. She's a best-selling and award-winning author. She's a bridge builder, a reconciler, and a compelling voice in the fight for racial justice. In 2016, she founded Be The Bridge to equip ambassadors of racial reconciliation. She views this podcast as another step in cultivating some important conversations that are hopefully going to lead to real change. Uh, I want to encourage you to check this out, okay? The idea is that this podcast is grounded in truth and wants to help equip everybody to flourish when it comes to moving past the racial brokenness in our society. Episodes are released every other Tuesday. Might I recommend the Be The Bridge episode 225 with Lecrae. Check it out. Be the bridge. Latasha Morrison talking about some really important stuff that can lead to real change in our society. And we want to be part of that change. Be the bridge. Thanks, Latasha, for the work that you're doing. Everybody go check out that podcast today after you listen to my show, of course. My youngest daughter loves this TV show that was on for several years called The Middle. And uh, there's this uh, this little boy in the show. He's just this quirky, curious kid. But he discovers the Bible one day and he holds up his Bible and he's got like he's got notes marked for everything. He's like this ge- this genius kid. But he goes up to his dad and he's like, Dad, you know, how do they really get to two animals of each kind in the in the boat and he starts asking questions and dad goes it's too early to talk about the bible brick and then he waits till after school and he comes up to his dad and asks another impossible question and dad goes it's too late to talk about the bible brick and uh, he goes well when can we talk about about the bible and the dad goes sunday morning between 9 and 10 a.m. <laughs> and <laughs> and he's basically like you know basically putting all of the onus all of the responsibility on the preacher at church and I love that you're providing your heart as a pastor um, is to see parents have the tools that they need to engage in some of those conversations that may be over our head, but we can go, hey, well, let's, Louis helped lay this out. Let's look at what God has to say about creation. And now you've taken it a step further too. And I just want to shine a light on the Indescribable Kids podcast. In true Louis Giglio form though, you don't just have one podcast. You got two podcasts all in between trips to the Netherlands. How does he do it, folks? We'll never know, but that's another episode. But uh, let's talk about first the uh, Indescribable Kids podcast. Yeah. um, Well, you know, the way I do it is real simple, by the way. I have an incredible team and people say that all the time. But this podcast actually was the genesis of some people on our team, uh, super creative. And they kind of cooked up this idea. And originally they were the characters and they're mom and dad of uh, super small kids Um, but they're really talented and they were creating the kids voices. And then they said, you know what, this can be a thing. This can be a whole podcast. And then they brought in kids. So it's a podcast for kids by kids. Oh, that's great. And the kids are all the characters in the book. So Nora and Raz, they're real people now and they're on these adventures together and they're, they're trying to adventure around the world and do something. And at the same time, they pull out, you know, some of the truths from the devotionals and land it in the same kind of way. But instead of it being me talking to kids or even the parents talking to kids, it's these kids that are kids and they're the kids in the book and they're incredible. And the, the episodes are so fun and we hope to build it out, you know, for a long time to come because we all know every kid knows how to listen <laughs> to the screen or listen to a podcast. And um, I just feel like it's another way for, I, to me, Matthew, it actually is probably the happiest thought to me to think that a, a kid, you know, nine-year-old kid could be in bed with the light off. They've said their prayers. Mom and dad have said goodnight. And now they got Nora and Clark and Raz taking them on some little adventure. Come on, yeah. And then kind of at the end of that, it's like, man, that's the last thing I'm going to be thinking about tonight before I go to sleep. And um, I'm really excited about it and can't wait to see how it goes. Well, and like you said, in an age where where kids are just battling 
so many things coming at him from, you know, fear, anxiety, mental health issues, uh, being out of school, life behind a mask for, you know, lots of these kids' pivotal years of their childhood. And, and like you said, just to be able to, at every turn, at every outlet, that's what I love, like occupying every idiom of entertainment. We, t- we always talk about the dark side of all that stuff and the downside of technology. But, you know, as uh, what I love is seeing Christ followers and, and cultural, spiritual leaders like yourself saying, no, we're going to occupy that idiom and we're going to claim it for something positive, something bright, something light, and something for these kids to like chew on and, and embrace in their lives, find them where they are. And as they grow up, then they're, as they're developing a relationship with Christ, then they're discovering the book, Don't Let the Enemy Have a Seat at Your Table. And I wa- sometime I want to have you come back and talk more about it's it's okay not to be okay and, and unpack even more of your story because I find you to be just a fascinatingly authentic and vulnerable individual. And there's a song I've sung over the last couple years called Truth Be Told. And what it has done for my audience, just kind of unlocking this, it's it's essentially, it's probably the same heartbeat of your message. You know, it's okay not to be okay. This idea is I say I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine. But I'm not. I'm broken. What does it look like to be the authentically flawed version of ourselves, knowing that there's only one who's perfect and his perfect love doesn't give up on us when we fall short of that perfection? So for kids to grow up and to grow into your other books and other messages is a powerful thing. And speaking of real quick, I want to touch on the second podcast that you and your team have launched. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's called the Passion and Purpose Podcast. And that comes out of a message I did, maybe one of the most pivotal messages I think God gave me. I actually did it at a passion conference in Nashville. So I'm sorry you didn't make it to that one because it's just down the street. <laughs> Maybe but, I was just, um, I, was I waiting for a personal invite that never came? I think, I, I think it's on me and it's not on you. I just got to buy a ticket. That. Like like one nope, of the... I can fix that. I've, I've got a mental note and I, from this point forward, if you're not there, it will not be because you weren't invited. Okay. I love it. I love it. But in 2005 or six, one of those two years, we were at um, the old arena in Nashville before Bridgestone. I don't remember what that was, but I gave this message called Passion, Purpose, and Designer Jeans. And (laughs) Matthew, it was kind of what you have been trying to say your whole life too, and that is that you don't have to be a pastor or a preacher or a church planner or a worship leader or even a Christian artist to influence the world. You could be a a stockbroker or whatever. It's not what you do, it's why you do it. And it really shifted a lot for people, and it's become sort of a boilerplate for what passion is all about. We're not just trying to gather 18 to 25-year-olds and say everybody has to get on this lane. We're saying you already have a lane, you have a gift, you have an ability, you have an aptitude, an opportunity. Go maximize that, gain the respect of the world, uh, dominate your industry or whatever zone God has put you in, be best of class in your sphere and earn the right to be heard. And if you do that, you'll be able to share Jesus with everybody because they won't care whether they agree with you or not. They'll go, you're the best one of these in the world. And I'm just grateful to be your intern this summer. And if you're a Christian, then I might think about being a Christian, even if I thought before I didn't want to be. And so we called the pa- the podcast the Passion and Purpose Podcast, and I have guests on and talk to them about their passions and their purpose in life, and um, try to have people on that are interesting. And you know, I've had astronaut on, and I've had Charles Stanley on, and uh, kind of everybody in between. And I've loved it, and I would invite people to check it out. We have a season and a half up right now. The half season was on the way to the bins for Passion. We had most of our uh, speakers on for a bit. And then we had a full season before that. So it's up. You can find it anywhere where you stream podcasts. Well, the the Passion and Purpose podcast, you get bonus points for alliteration uh, there. Uh, that was that was beautiful, and it's not quite as good as the Matthew West podcast from a you know clever standpoint, but but we'll let it pass. Now that's available everywhere you listen to podcasts, but the Indescribable Kids podcast is exclusively on Apple. Is that right? Um, you know, I knew you were going to ask me that. And I don't know the answer to that, but it's I did my research. Kids. Okay, so you know. Well, they can go find it. Of course, we're going to post links on the official podcast page, which everybody knows is matthewwest.com slash podcast. But Louis, um, this has been awesome to talk to you. I want to ask you one last question. 
I feel like I'd be missing a huge opportunity if I didn't ask you this. I mean, we know what's going on in our world right now. It's no secret. Um, we don't dwell on it on this show. Not that we're trying to escape reality, but uh, with every guest I have on, we're talking about the hope we have for these troubled times. But we're watching Ukraine. We're seeing, you know, again, we know the problems. Everybody's well aware if they're within 10 feet of their cell phone or television at any point in time. Can I just simply ask you, like, what do you find yourself praying for our nation and for our world when you turn on the TV or just when you wake up in the morning, like what's on your heart for our country? What's on your heart for our world? And what do you find yourself when you're alone with God, like praying to see happen? Wow. That's such a, you know, we're all in the same boat right now, Matthew. And I don't think anybody really fully can grasp uh, what, what kind of season we're in right now. And Shelly and I were riding home the other day and we had some, things happening in relationships around us, uh, around the nation. And then there was obviously the, what was on the news and um, things, dominoes, big dominoes that have crashed over in the last few months in all manner of ways in all areas of life. And she just said, what do you, what do you make of all this? <laughs> you know, what, what's right. your interpretation of just today where a couple of other things went sideways and, I don't think anyone has a simple answer other than stuff is shifting and shaking. And the only one big enough to shift and shake humanity is God. So this is not a dictator doing this. This is not somebody in a lab somewhere, you know, doing this. God is shifting and shaking the world. And I can't pretend that I know why or what is what his timetables are or exactly how this fits in with all the other big shifting and shaking that's going on in humanity. But I was preaching Sunday, Matthew, and I came across this verse in Luke 21. And Jesus is talking about all these things that we're experiencing, the famine and the plagues and the pestilence and the revolutions and the wars. I mean, he's naming them all, the earthquakes. And he said, when you see these things, stand up, and lift up your eyes, for your redemption draweth nigh. So I'm not an alarmist, and um, I really honestly have been trying to help people get a mindset of what are you building that's going to last 100 years from now, or maybe even a 1,000 years from now, because God's timetable, apparently, according to Scripture, isn't quite the same as ours, <laughs> given that he was coming real, he was coming real soon, 2,000 years ago. That's right. And that's two days ago that's in God right. time. That's right. <laughs> so if he isn't a three-day motif, you know, death, burial, resurrection, we got maybe a 1,000 years to go. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so I haven't been a Jesus is coming this month kind of guy or the head of blood moon last week, and that was going to be it. But the birth pains are definitely getting closer and closer. The contractions are getting closer and closer. So I think that's a good word for, for the church. Um, we're not going to make it right now if we just sit down and look around. But I hadn't seen that verse in a minute. Stand up and lift up your head. In other words, take your corner, take your spot, stand up into the fray, Stop looking around and look up oh, <laughs> because that's awesome, man. everything that's been promised to us is closer right now than it's ever been before. And if we think it's worse than it's ever been before, we're one of many generations that said the same thing. You know, just the, it's almost like, not that it's comforting, but it's something close to comforting to hear that Jesus was acknowledging all those things happening back then that we're freaked out by now. And uh, it's almost as if God's word is alive and active and trying to speak something to us for this very moment. And you know what I'm thinking about? This, these devotionals here, uh, everybody's going to go and check out The Wonder of Creation. It's a hundred more awesome devotionals. I, I kind of wonder, too, it's like sometimes when I feel like my faith is shaken, I'm being reminded there's no other solid footing. All other ground is shifting sand. But sometimes going back to the basics, even as an adult, I'll find myself opening a children's Bible. I know that might sound silly, but like, 
just going back to vacation Bible school, going back to those days. And like you said, the parents being impacted by reading these books with their children, maybe some parents out there listening today just need to go, hey, do you feel like your faith is shaken by the trouble of our world? Sometimes we just simplify it. We go back to, I'm going to encourage the adults to go pick up these devotions too and just be reminded he's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the creator of this great, big, crazy, broken and beautiful world that we're living in. And uh, he's at the beginning. And when we know he's at the beginning, we know he's at the end. Uh, We know that our redemption draws nigh, as you said. So I love that reminder. I'm so glad I got the chance to ask you that before we part ways. Look up. Our redemption is near. Our redemption is nigh. Thanks for that encouragement. Thanks for joining me today, Pastor Louis Giglio. I screwed up your name at the very end. I did so good until the end. (laughs) Thanks for having me on the Matthew West podcast. (laughs) Hey, I've always loved you and um, respect you so much. Thanks for having me on today and God bless and everything you're doing. I appreciate it, Louie. And tell Shelly I said hello. Well, Like I said, we'll post links everywhere and help continue to get the word out. But I look forward to our paths crossing. I want to come visit your church sometime. Hey, I would love for you to be here anytime. All right, now it's time for songs from the Story House. Today's song from the Story House, kind of in honor of what Louie was sharing about, about the wonder of creation, it kind of made me go back to my very first number one song, the very first song that launched my whole career. And it talks about um, the wonder of our creator. And it really actually comes from the perspective of God speaking to his children and saying, hey, take a look all around you. Look at all that I created. And guess what? You are my favorite invention by far. So uh, take a little bit of a listen to this song more. And uh, then I'll tell you a little bit more about it in just a minute. A little bit more, get it? Take a look at the mountain Stretching a mile high Take a look at the ocean Far as your eye can see And think of me Take a look at the desert Do you feel like a grain of sand? I am with you wherever where you go is where I am And I'm always thinking of you Take a look around you I'm spelling it out one by one I love you more than the sun and the stars That I taught how to shine You are mine and you shine for me too I love you yesterday This song was inspired by a little four-year-old boy named Jace. He was the adopted son of some good friends of mine in Nashville. When I first moved to Nashville, I'd go anywhere I could for a free meal. And I had uh, these married friends, and I found out married friends were great friends to go to when you needed a free meal. So I would show up at their house, uh, strangely, just always around mealtimes. And I'd enjoy a uh, free meal with my friends and hang out with their little boy, Jace. And it would be time for Jace to go to bed and the adults would have dessert afterwards. But Jace knew he was going to miss dessert, so he found a way to stall so he could stay up long enough. And he'd play the I love you more game with mom and dad. He'd run up to dad, give him a hug and say, dad, I love you more than ice cream. And his dad would say, well, Jace, I love you more than motorcycles, but go to bed. And they'd go back and forth and back and forth. And I always got a kick out of that game. Of course, Jace got his dessert in before going to bed. One day I went over to my friend's house and uh, they weren't home, but that didn't stop me because I was hungry. I knew that they kept their spare key hidden. So I let myself in. I figured they wouldn't mind. And I walked up to the refrigerator and I noticed a um, watercolor painting on a piece of paper that was displayed on the front door of that refrigerator. And it was a picture of a bright yellow sunshine. And then this little boy had scribbled this message to his dad, dear dad, I love you more than the sun. And that spoke to me. And that beautiful like art piece, that beautiful artwork displayed on the refrigerator door, thinking about this little boy who was adopted by his father. 
And he was trying to think, what's the biggest thing I could think of to tell my dad? I love him more than that. And I picture that little boy just sitting in the backyard and then looking up and seeing the sun and go, whoa, the sun's pretty big. I love my dad even more than that. And I couldn't help but feel like, no joke, I felt like God was saying those same words to me. Matthew, guess what? Look around you. Look at all of my creation. And guess what? I'm quite fond of you. I love you. I love you more than you could ever imagine. I'll never forget they, my friends were doing a renovation and the workers had moved the piano from the living room to the kitchen. And would you believe it was right next to the refrigerator door? Uh, would you also believe that I sat down in that empty house and began writing the words to this song? Pretty crazy how God works. Pretty amazing how great his love for us is. Take a listen to this last chorus. He's my dad. He gives good advice. And that's why the final segment of today's show is called Dad Vice. Let's hear that theme song. He is my dad and he gives good advice. And that's why this segment is called Dad Vice. Dad, we've been uh, closing out every episode of my podcast with uh, us chatting about how to put first things first in our lives, especially here at the beginning of the new year. Uh, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We, we want to have our priorities in line, in check, in sync with what God has for us. It's so easy for that to get out of whack. And so each week we've been kind of out of our own personal quiet times, applying that word first and seeing what God has to say to us. And I love today's message about paying attention, first attention. So what do you got yes. for us? Yes, these first things first are challenging me every day of the, the year. And this is first attention. And Hebrews 2.1 tells us, pay close attention to what you have heard. Do not drift away from it. The word attention defined is the act or the power of fixing the mind on something, careful listening or watching to pay attention to what happens next. Notice interest or awareness, attract attention, observe and heed. The challenge of this word attention is the word distraction. And we've heard that some people feel like they have ADD, that they're easily distracted. So the challenge is, is to deal with distraction. One of the famous greatest commercials on that is an Allstate commercial, and the guy is beaten and hattered, has Band-Aids, and does all kinds of crazy things, and he calls himself mayhem, and he goes to people. He was watching a football game with his friends and keeping his friends distracted, and they didn't know, they didn't hear the toilet overrunning and it flooded the house and most people are aware of all those commercials those right, are pretty yeah. awesome mayhem like me yeah mayhem yeah. so two main things to focus on one pay attention bring your full attention back to god and to your walk with him Memorize Hebrews 2.1. Play close attention to what you have heard. Do not drift away from it. It's so easy to drift away from what God wants us to hear every day because there are many voices coming for our attention. Billy Graham said, worship in the truest sense takes place only when our full attention is on God, on his glory, pop, majesty, love, and compassion. Two, 
Say no to distractions. Distractions take our minds off God. Galatians 5, 7, Paul said this, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? Distractions, ourselves, people, habits. Also be aware of the master distractor. Satan's goal is to come and distract you. If the enemy can't destroy you, he'll distract you. And one more quote, when the enemy sends distractions, they never look like distractions until they are finished distracting you. And today I challenge you, say not today, Satan. You're not going to distract me. And I needed to quote one of your songs. (laughs) All right, here we go. Yeah, I get, uh, you know, I struggle with that so much, just getting, getting distracted, having a heart. Sometimes I'll have so many things to do that it's hard for me to focus on any one thing. And there again, it comes back to first things first. Okay, Lord, help me focus on you. Help me pay attention to you. I don't want to miss what God has for me. I may miss one of the things on my to-do list, and you know what? It's not going to be the end of the world. But the worst mistake I could make is to forget to put first things first and spend time with the Lord. Sometimes I get so distracted, have a hard time paying attention, even in my personal quiet time. And somebody said to me once, like, It's okay if you get distracted. The enemy is trying to keep you from paying attention to God. So even in my quiet time, if you get distracted with some idea, like I need to call someone, so-and-so, like you might be in the middle of prayer, and all of a sudden it's like, I got to go buy bread. That happens. (laughs) Well, just to to like have grace for yourself and write that thought down, because maybe there's a reason the Lord had that pop in your head. You know, he's always working. The question is, are we paying attention? So that's a good word for today. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. Hey, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest, Pastor Louis Giglio, for joining me. It was so great to be able to catch up with him. Be sure to check out, if you've got some kiddos in the house, be sure to check out his Indescribable Kids devotional book series. And even if you're feeling like, you know, maybe maybe you feel like your own faith has just kind of gotten stale, just just like sometimes we, we talked about moments ago, you know, just returning back to those roots. Maybe as an adult, you just need to pick up that book again and, and just rediscover the wonder of God's creation. So thanks to Louie. And I want to thank my dad, as always, for joining me with Dad Vice. Thank you for joining me. I hope you can stay encouraged. I hope you know that God loves you. He has a plan for your life. If our ministry can be praying for you in any way, shape, or form, please visit our ministry's website at popwe.org, P-O-P-W-E.org. You can uh, submit a prayer request, and our prayer network will be lifting you up and staying in touch with you. You can share your story about what God's doing in your life at popwe.org. You guys know I write songs inspired by stories, but we really wanted to create this community of storytellers. So if, if God's doing something in your life, go submit your story there, and your story can be used to help encourage other people. Uh, So be sure to take us up on that. And last but not least, we send out a free weekly email devotional called Day One Devos. You can find out all of that stuff, how to get involved with our ministry at popwe.org. Hey, that's it for today's show. I've got some more great guests and great shows coming your way. Thank you for joining me week in and week out. Now go make the most of the one life you get. Remember, it's your story for his glory. Love you guys. See you next week. Seriously, I, I, I do.